Okay, we're live, and um, welcome everybody to another episode of the Brand Herald Podcast. I'm Landon Wade, the owner of Goodson Clothing and Supply, and I'm excited uh, and appreciative to have Terry Hyland, the president of Hyland Insurance, here with me today as a guest. So, Terry, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Landon. It's good to be here. So, um, I think we were just talking about this. I, I think we, you know we've been doing business together for a little while. I know um, just a little bit of background on how I started working with Highland. I, I was uh, Melissa, who is now your COO. Uh, if that's right. Um, I think I met her through the ambassador group with GLI. That's okay. actually how I first got introduced to her. And, and just a little side note, uh, turned out that she went to high school with uh, my brother-in-law. His name is Doug Wise, and I think they went to high school together uh, back in the day. So Male bulldogs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, No, we started working with Melissa, and then uh, and and really, I mean, and we were just talking about your new space and different things. A lot of this stuff we'll get into, but... Um, I know you guys have been around the community for a long time, but it seems like you guys are very much in a, a season of growth over the last few years. For sure. Yeah, it has been uh, explosive growth, actually, over the last probably five years. Um, so, yeah, we're out here in the new uh, our new digs, if you will. We moved in uh, May of 2020. Uh, we were in old Louisville for 30 some odd years, and that's that place served us really, really well. Uh, but happy to be out here in the new space for sure. Yeah. And, and and as I mentioned, it is a beautiful new space. But before we get to some of the business stuff, let me just um, if you would just just give a little bit of background on yourself, you know, where you grew up. I th- I know that you're you're from here. Uh, I know high school is a big thing around here. So we can talk about that in college and, uh, you know, family, wife, kids. Just give us a little bit of background. on Yeah, yourself. sure. Landon. Yeah, I'm a born and raised Louisvillian and uh, believe it or not, I've lived in the Highlands. Um, no pun intended uh, for my entire life. I. Uh, kind of grew up on Eastern Parkway there, uh, kind of by Baxter, then uh, kind of further down Newburgh Road for the second part of my childhood. But, um, you know, went to Trinity High School, graduated from there in the early 90s, 1993 specifically, and uh, went on to Bellarmine um, uh, from there. So and graduated from Bellarmine in 1997. An interesting fact, the college that I went to, Bellarmine, was closer to my home than my, my uh, grade school was. So um, I haven't really ventured far in terms of where I, uh, outside of Louisville, uh, but uh, obviously it's a, a special place to me and, and uh, Louisville's a great place to be. Uh, been married for, uh, let's see, 23 years. Um, and we have four children. Uh, actually, have, believe it or not, have four or three uh, grandchildren um, from our oldest daughter, uh, Katie, and then Kylie. Uh, two daughters, Katie and Kylie, and then two sons, uh, Connor and Will. Um, 17 to 32 are the ages. And uh, so we have a wide range uh, of, of ages there. So I've uh, been in the business uh, kind of since uh, I got out of school. Actually, I started as an intern. Uh, my final semester uh, of, of Bellarmine. So I really started in 1996, believe it or not. Uh, we were kind of cleaning out some old files when we moved out here, and I found my original employment agreement uh, with the company. That's great. <laughs> and it was signed in May of 1996. So uh, 25 years, coming on 26 years in the business. Time flies when you're having fun, I oh, suppose. It really does fly. I mean, I, you know, that's I, I'm, I'll be 42 this year, and I have three daughters uh, Ava, Claire, and Nora, and my oldest just turned 14, and it boggles my mind that I have a 14-year-old. It just, I don't know where the time went. It goes quickly, Landon. It goes it quickly, bud. Yep. Tell me, uh, what, what's something about you that 
either just about you or something you enjoy doing that that would surprise people or interest people? Yeah, I don't know about any surprises. I guess I probably have a little bit of a boring life maybe, but, uh, you know, I really enjoy time with family, Uh, obviously some close friends as well. But uh, as you just said, time flies by, you know, and that's hard to believe our youngest child is 17, you know, a junior in high school himself. And uh, my wife and I are staring at being empty nesters. Uh, which will be a whole new world for us. But, um, but, you know, uh, you know, we enjoy the, uh, we do have time at the lake, uh, kind of fool around with that a little bit and uh, some vacations, but just really, um, you know, time with them is, uh, you know, I'm starting to learn as we get a little bit older is that that's precious and, um, you know, it won't last forever. So, uh, um, you know, other than that, you know, just uh, kind of some, time uh, to read and and uh, the time uh, to do some personal things like that. But uh, really what I cherish the most is, is really just kind of time with family for sure. Well, I will say, and I had a conversation with Brett who uh, takes care of, of you guys these days. And I said, man, you know, I, I, I haven't spent a lot of time inside the walls of, of your company, but of, of Highland insurance, but I can, I could just, I just get the feeling that I've, I, that family is important. I feel like for you outside of work, but also inside of work. I mean, it feels like a family uh, to me. So yeah. just from the outside. So that, and that's one, one of the many reasons I was excited to talk to you because I have great respect for your company and the culture that you guys have. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell me, oh, and real quick, the, and I'm, I'm not from here. So I moved here in 2013. I'm learning this. The Trinity, the big rival for Trinity is. It's St. X. St. X. So that's the huge football game. Like every year. That's and both great. those schools pump a lot of talent into D1 football. Yeah, they do. And uh, it's a huge commitment to that sport and other sports for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's the um, it's the big rivalry. And and uh, quite honestly, when I grew up as a kid, again, on Eastern Parkway, that was kind of in the St. X neighborhood and uh, kind of grew up as a St. X uh, fan growing up as a kid. And, and um I actually remember when the Trinity, when they played at the that football game at the uh, old fairgrounds, the Trinity buses would come down uh, with the players down Eastern Parkway, and I would be sitting out on our porch, you know, booing them, you know, putting uh, the X sign up and all that stuff. And, um, and then you joined the enemy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, and it worked out wonderfully for me. It was a Trinity was a great place. Uh, for me and my two boys have gone there since. And so, uh, yeah, it worked out the way that it should have. And I'm uh, really glad that it did. You know, one thing I've noticed, and I have a lot of appreciation. I mean, I have a lot of appreciation for a lot of things about this community. I mean, I'm in the process of becoming an adopted son, with, if you will, I guess. But is I notice as I involve myself in the business community that there's a tremendous amount of pride in those high schools. And there's also a tremendous amount of sort of I think pride in place and, and, you know, I guess just everyone from here really sticks together. They take care of each other. Uh, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like to where it's like, Hey, only I'm doing business with people from a certain high school, right. but it means a lot here, I guess is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, Landon. I mean, it is. And, and, um, as you get further away from, you know, the, in this case, the St. X Trinity, or if it's sacred heart assumption, whatever the rivalries are, quote unquote, you, you figure out as you get older, we actually have more in common than we do different. Um, yep. And, and uh, there's a lot of respect uh, just in that whole community, the Catholic community, for sure. Um, in this town is is uh, very prevalent, you know, and in all the schools, I, you know, the sales is a wonderful school out there that we're big supporters of. 
and they found their niche over the last 10 years of what they do. And it's a great thing in our community that they kids these days have great options. So, um, yeah, we're it. But you're right. I mean, it, it is a uh, I call Louisville a big town, you know, and, and uh, that it's it has some of the amenities of a big city. You know, the restaurants in particular are very, very, yeah. very good. Um, but, you know, it's also just uh, kind of a big town. And that, and that's what's probably kept me here for all these years. It's just yeah. that it is very comfortable and, uh, you know, you get to know a lot of people. I think people have told me they call it a big, small town, and I would agree with that. I mean, I live in Crestwood now, and um, I've been spending some time in the Crestwood LaGrange area. And, and you know, I, I certainly am slowly getting back into where it starts to feel like home. I'm from Springfield, Ohio, which is about – I don't know, 60 to 70,000 in the city and maybe 80 or 90 if you include the county. So not a big area. Yeah. Uh, just down the road from Dayton and Columbus, Ohio. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, place is important. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the company. Would you just tell me a little bit, and, and I know it's a family business. Sure. Um, tell me a little bit about just the history of your company, you know, when it was founded. I know you mentioned some of when you joined. I think your dad founded it, as I recall, from some of what I was researching. And uh, just, yeah, some of the history of the business. Yeah, I'll try to give you a kind of a overview of the, the nickel tour, if you will. But, sure. uh, yeah, it was started in 1983. Uh, my, my dad, as you mentioned, was a high school teacher and uh, coach, uh, basketball coach. I think at that time coaches did a little bit of everything. But um, um, uh, in, in 1980, after my younger sister, I'm one of three kids. I'm the middle child. My younger sister was born in 1979. I think the conversation with my mom and dad was, hey, I know you love the teaching coach, but we also have three kids to feed here. So um, he went to an uh, insurance agency uh, as an office administrator, uh, and they said, hey, if you want to sell on the side, you can do it. And uh, figured out he was pretty good at it. And three years later, he launched, started his own agency. Um, at the same time, my Uncle Pat uh, was laid off from International Harvester. Um, went to his older brother. Again, I wasn't here at these, I was around, but I wasn't part of these conversations at the time. I think he asked his older brother if he could have a job. And, and, uh, dad said, yeah, well, I can't pay you anything, but you can come work here. If you get licensed, we can try to go sell something. So that's how the agency started wow. in 1983. Uh, literally two guys and a dream. Um, uh, you know, not sure probably what they were getting into, quite frankly, and your dad's name's Tim, right? Tim, yeah, Tim and Pat. And they bought that building in Old Louisville at the same time. Um, you know, really insanity if you ask them today. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that building had been vacant for seven years. So literally it was boarded up. And there's all pictures in our office today still about what that office, that building looked like in 1983. It was, you know, boarded up. Uh, just totally homeless folks yeah. living in it. The contractors basically had to kick people out every morning to continue to do the work. So, you know, so that was the the initial, you know, in the early, the mid eighties to late eighties was tough. You know, I, you know, I think they just kind of scrapped and clawed and did whatever they could to do it and added employees here and there, um, you know, all the way kind of through the early nineties. And then that's, um, went through some mergers and things like that. Uh, and then in the late nineties, that's kind of when I joined in, um, uh, again, 1996 as a college intern. Um, uh, I think I needed a few extra, don't tell Bellarmine, but I needed a few extra credit hours to graduate on time. And 
we came up with a college intern program, but it was really good, actually. I mean, I got a, a good feel for what the office environment was and what insurance was, um, and it was really good. So, um, so then that's where I came in in 1996 and, um, you know, kind of been uh, developing uh, the commercial side of the business since then. And um, uh, again, the, uh, got through to the 2000s, a lot of growth and back and forth on there. We did launch a new division in 1998, which was AHA Insurance Network uh, that uh, kind of has been a part of this growth over the last 25 years as well. Uh, which is a separate division from Highland. But um, again, I, I focused in on the commercial lines area uh, through for the last 25 years. And then I guess the, the next monumental piece was, again, probably in 2017, uh, we launched our employee benefits division uh, and senior care division. Uh, and really what that's enabled us to do, Landon, is provide what we uh, affectionately called our single single source solution, it, and so we can really continue to uh, be a complete resource to our clients individually and on the business side of things. You know that uh, on the individual needs, the Medicare is a huge thing for the baby boomers, and really, even some of the most sophisticated folks that we work with don't understand Medicare. You know, and how to go about it, and what's the process. Uh, and then on the, you know, the employee benefits area, that just lent itself really well to being a full resource to, to our commercial clients. So those have been kind of the monumental marks as we have gone through. And then obviously we've already kind of touched on the, the relocation back in uh, May of 2020 yeah. out to this this building out here. So, uh, again, that's just kind of a, a few mo- uh, marks of time. But it started in 1983 with really two guys that didn't yeah. know a lot about insurance and uh, you know, the interest rates at the time were in the mid teens, you know, so it's just probably wasn't a great time to launch a business uh, or buy, you know, property down in Louisville, but uh, you know, they had a will and a way and, and uh, yeah. found a way to do it. I think there's two things that I, one, one thing that was interesting is that you mentioned that Pat was laid off from IH and, and kind of, you know, just an interesting tie in my wife's, dad also worked at IH. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, there was something to do. They they had more or less, and you'll, you'll have to correct me on this, but they had just built like a new plant and then they closed it. Right. I, I uh, think so. Yeah. He was in the foundry. I don't know the details of it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of those guys, my understanding is <clears throat> we're given the opportunity to go to Fort Wayne, Indiana or Springfield, Ohio, believe it or not. Springfield is where I'm from. And, and at that time probably had, I mean, in excess of 3000 people working at International Harvester. It's probably a third of that today, but it was a major, major economic driver in my hometown. Absolutely. Um, the other, um, the other thing I was going to mention is just uh, that you you said something about just kind of, and I'll try to remember exactly how you said it, scratching and clawing, you know, and it's thinking about the beginning of, and it's funny, I have literally kind of had those conversations with people recently about my company. And I want to know, I'm going to, I want to tell you this, and I want you to tell me if you agree with it. I said, you know, when you start a business, I feel like, you're, you're scratching and clawing to make a living. I mean, that's that's all you're trying to do initially in a lot of right. cases. I mean, and I'm talking more traditional entrepreneurship, not people who are raising money and startups and things like that. You know, when you're just hanging a shingle out there and you're just going out trying to get people to, to buy things from you and trust that you can get it done, that's what you're doing. And then you kind of get past the point of, and it's kind of like I call business no man's land. And that's like where you get 
you start making a living and then you get to this point where you're probably making more money than anybody else would pay you, but you're not where you want to be. And, uh, and that is, is probably an apt description of where my business is at. You know, we've, we've built a company over the last six years and we're in that no man's land where we're trying to fight to get to the other side. Is that an apt description of kind of how you would describe, you know, the, the history of Highland and, you know, you guys are further down the line and probably in the season of seeing a great deal of growth. But I was just curious how that hits you. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great description of it, Landon. I'm, I, you know, I think it's every business, you know, comes to that point. You're like, all right, I can eat, you know, but that's right. Uh, you know, but how do I get it to the next level? And and we work with a lot of folks just internally on that. You know, it's kind of similar to a new salesperson, you know, uh, yeah. All right. They, they got past that, you know, starvation part and <laughs> not yep. anybody starving, but you know, Hey, that they, they got past this, you know, just making it by now they got a nice little clientele book of business. How do they get it to that next level? And, and you kind of have to reinvent yourself sometimes. And that is one thing that I think uh, we've always been willing to do and uh, is to step back, kind of reinvent ourselves, uh, you know, and I think a couple of those markers that I mentioned in the evolution of the agencies are, are that, you know, the employee benefits is the same thing. We had a kind of a partnership relationship out there that we kind of, you know, had with another employee benefits only agency. But we knew that to go to where we wanted it to go and it was doing fine, mm-hmm. you know, and it was doing fine. But if we really wanted to grow, really want to do something, we had to look at it differently. Um, and it takes, uh, you know, takes some guts, I guess, but it also takes time, uh, and, um, and some personal And it's a risk. Yeah. And it's a risk. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, you know, sticking th- through things and, and continuing to, to, um, you know, the fight through to the next stage of a, of a business, uh, evolution, I think is, is critical. I mean, it's perseverance, um, uh, you know, stick to itness, if that's ever a word that if, yep. you know, somebody's thrown out there before. But, um, you know, I, I think that's that's been a key is willing the willingness to evolve, the willingness to reinvent the agency or ourselves uh, and then hanging in there and, and getting, you know, fighting through the tough times for sure. That is a great transition to the the last kind of you know, part or section of our conversation is just going to be talking about, you know, the high, the company, the brand, your culture and things like that. One question, how many employees do you guys have? We're right at 47. 47. Got it. Um, so, and this is something also that I think we're kind of working through here and, and, and I'll be interested to hear kind of your perspective on this is I mentioned a little bit ago that yeah, you, you mentioned how important family is to you. I think I've seen that that seems to be very true inside and outside the company. I think that Highland to me feels like a family inside the company um, and that that seems to be your culture. So the question I always ask is, you know, how would you describe the Highland brand and sort of how that ties into, you know, your purpose and vision? And the last thing I'll say just to contextualize that a little bit is what we're realizing here. And I think every business has to deal with this is, you know, some days are just tough. Some days, you know, work is work. You're going to have fires to put out. You know, it's just going to be sometimes a struggle to get through to the end of the day. And if you don't have a clear purpose or vision for what the company exists to do, you know, why do we exist as a company on a large, on a larger scale as that beacon to get us through those tough days? And um, so, yeah, I'm just curious kind of how you see that for Highland. Well, yeah. I mean, and we work on it a lot, you know, and, and um, 
a, a couple key things. I mean, I think our why is, you know, we want to provide security and success to our clients. Uh, you know, that's that's what we do. Uh, that, you know, insurance is security and there's some success to it as well. But, uh, you know, that that that's what we do. And, and But we do spend a lot of time on, you know, what are our core values? And, and, and it starts, you know, I, we talked the other day about this. Um, is togetherness. And, and again, I don't want to get too far in the, we, we've moved well beyond just this being the Highland, the quote unquote Highland family business. I mean, it has really expanded beyond that mm-hmm. nowadays, but it is a family one, 100%. But togetherness is a core value, if you would, of, of our family. There's no doubt about it. It goes way back to my grandfather and, you know, that, Hey, you guys stick together. You know, and and if you you take one, you get them all, and and you have each other's back. And you said a key thing there, Land, and it's a tough world. And as great as this business is, the insurance business, it's a tough business. There's lots of competition. Nobody likes to pay for it. <laughs> and yep. you know, some days there's windstorms uh, that like we had, you know, here recently, and and uh, tornadoes and fires and, you know, hey, some days you're you're really dealing with people in a tough spot, you know, and what we can't have is, you know, we need to support each other within these within these walls or within this business. You can't have people infighting or making it tough on each other because it's already tough enough uh, out in the real world and out in the business world. So as great as this business is, it's you know one of the best industries, I think, in the world. Uh, but it's it's not easy. Um, and, and, uh, so we had to stick together. And so that is a, probably the number one core value that I see for, for the Highland brand, um, is, is, you know, togetherness, you know, relationship focused. We're in a relationship business. There is no doubt about it. We want to be genuine with our relationships. Uh, and again, that spans to our clients for sure. Uh, uh, internally with your coworkers and also, what, you know, with our vendors, uh, all, you know, even like Goodson, but certainly our insurance companies, uh, that's all very impo- important stuff. Team player, you know, that kind of goes into everything. Hey, you're part of a group here. Nobody's standing alone. For example, sales calls. We rarely go out by ourselves, salespeople. Uh, it's normally you take somebody with you, uh, either from uh, the internal staff, from a, like an account manager or uh, uh, someone from a different discipline. You know, if it's like employee benefits or senior care and not really to sell anything, but just to show that, hey, we're, we're, we we have an organization here and this is just it's bigger than this one person. Uh, a couple more, um, you know, be humble. You know, we, we do uh, humility and, and <laughs> um, you know, is a big part of who we are uh, that to remain humble uh, is a big part of it. And I think you kind of touched on this one, too. Landon was uh, daring. That's some, you know, hey, take a risk, uh, put your neck out there sometimes and get outside our you know, comfort zone. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, no, great things happen when you try, you know, and, you know, worst things happen is, you know what, it didn't work out, but we're, we're better for it. We learn from it uh, and we'll try again next time. The last thing I'll say in this whole area of kind of our values and the brand is fun. Uh, we do like to celebrate. We celebrate victories. We celebrate uh, accomplishments. We celebrate people's big days in their lives. We we have a couple of young ladies uh, that are expecting uh, children here in the next few months. 
weddings galore uh, going on, um, you know, and grandchildren being bored. So we try to celebrate all personal, you know, big days in people's lives, but also, hey, with our with our vendors, you know, if we hit a certain goal that we set out to achieve together, uh, and if we achieve that, then yeah, we like to celebrate it. Uh, so and just you know, keep it light. Like I said, this is a wonderful business um, uh, that's great for uh, the economy and great for our community, um, you know, but it can be tough. So we've got to have some fun along the way. One thing that that's also I took a lot of notes. I, I think one thing that's so interesting to me about and this is all stuff we're working through here is, you know, it's that difference between writing down values and then living them. And I can see. I mean, just in our limited interactions, I can see that you embody all those things that you just talked about. And something that I have noticed is I think when I was early on in the business, I probably I can't think of a better way to say this. I hope this makes sense. But I almost saw the business as like it was there to minister to other people. If that if you know, and I, I don't mean that necessarily in a religious context, but I think you under to serve maybe other people. Sure. But one of the things I've noticed is I continually find that it develops me constantly as much as it's developing anybody else. Like, uh, as a matter of fact, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on me as a leader. Um, cause when you encounter those challenging what situations, whether it be with customers or people internally, how well do you relate with them? How, you know, how do you handle those types of things? And so it's, it's, you know, I guess the point I'm making is you write these things down, but then you're challenged to live them out. Right. And it's, do we really believe this thing that we wrote down? And when you encounter those situations that put pressure on you, whether you're a person working in the company or the person running the company or a customer or whatever. Um, and we've had some of that recently where it's like, I flat out had one of my people kind of look at me and say, you know, here's what we say, you know, and how are we going to handle this situation? And do we really believe it? I mean, how does that, how's that hit you? Well, uh, absolutely. And, and it's not only are these, you know, we, we re- recruit talent to these values. We interview to these values and ultimately not, it's not for everybody um, being a part of a group. A lot, there are some folks that, you know, want to do it themselves and think they can do it better than everybody, you know, they're uh, by themselves. And that's fine. That's just not kind of the place where we are. Yeah. Uh, and so we have, you know, had the, had those tough conversations over the years, but you're exactly right. I mean, you have to, and it's, it's, it's kind of an ongoing uh, conversation. It's not, you know, hey, what does this mean to be a team player? What does it mean to be humble? Um, you know, um, it, it, and it is. I mean, it's a constant reminder. Uh, again, like I told you on Monday, we had a discussion with our sales team about togetherness. Uh, you know what that means. Let's let's back up. Um, let's you know that let's remind ourselves what the single source solution is. It is a unique model in our industry. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of trust to take somebody with you. Don't mess up my relationship, mm-hmm. you know, from a sales standpoint. Um, so it does take a lot of trust and, mm-hmm. and time, um, you know, uh, but it, and it, you have to constantly live it and, and believe it uh, for sure. I love that you're sending people along. And I know that you said that part of it is to give people the sense of, you know, that the organization is, is, is wider and, you know, bigger or whatever, but I bet it is, it pays dividends um, for those people going and seeing what these salespeople do and, and, you know, in, in, in observing and, and just gaining that mutual respect of, yeah. you know, what do people do in the business? Cause I, you know, I know I'm sure it's, it's the same in yours sometimes as it is in ours. Sometimes, you know, people look at salespeople in our business and they can be like, 
man, it just kind of seems like that guy plays golf and, you know, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, relating with people and doing it well and getting them to trust you to place business with you in whatever capacity is not, it's not something everybody can do. And it is an art as much, probably more so than it's a science. 100%. 100%. And, and you know, again, yeah, to take uh, an account manager uh, who are mainly in office most of the time, they appreciate it. And, and uh, you know, and and, uh, and the clients appreciate it because it's beyond now. Now the relationship has started to, to, to diversify beyond just the salesperson uh, and the contact that our clients. Now the account manager has a face with a name and vice versa. It's just not an email address or uh, that type of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it is important. And I think it is appreciated, um, you know, that, hey, from both sides, from the client's point of view that, hey, you all took time to come out here. And, and, you know, the account managers and the rest of the staff certainly appreciate being a part of the process, for sure. That's definitely a takeaway I'm going to have. I mean, I you know, there's people on my team that I think could be uh, brought along, whether and and again, in-person meetings are finally coming back to some degree. Yeah. and lunches and coffees and things like that. I love I love the idea of that. And I, you know, I had, I hate to admit sometimes when things haven't occurred to me, but it had never really occurred to me to do that. But that's a one of the many notes I've taken. That's going to well, be a great takeaway for me. Land, I tell people all the time. Like I said, I've been doing this twenty six years or so, and um, I have been so blessed. Um, you know, even with some of our my clients, our clients that I get to go visit with. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm out there working on their insurance program and helping them manage that. But some of the business owners and leaders that I get to work with, they're mentoring me and they don't even know it. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm listening to how they run their businesses, how they make decisions, um, you know, and it's phenomenal. There's some very smart people out there. Uh, so I've been very fortunate just with our clients and other agencies across the country that I've gotten to know. Uh, how they're running their business. To me, it's invaluable uh, experience that I've just lucked into of being, you know, doing out, doing what I've been doing. And uh, and I've told some of them along the way, said, hey, I probably should send you a, bit, a consulting, you know, uh, check yeah. know, along the way, because, I, you know, I, it may not seem like I was picking your brain. We might have been talking about insurance, but I soaked up so much more along the way from, just some really, really good business leaders. And, and so, yeah, I mean, constantly have your an- antennas up. And uh, if you like how one company is running their business, what their culture is like, uh, then, then, you know, ask some questions, how are they doing it? And uh, it's been very helpful for me, for sure. This makes me think of uh, I'm in Vistage sure. uh, and we had a Vistage meeting and one of the speakers came in and he was involved in like, you know, basically uh, private equity type stuff. And he was saying, he said, you know what? They do, they've done a lot of studies. He said, do you know what the number one attribute of the most successful CEOs is based on their information? And he said that basically after all of that, and you know, I kind of had a roundtable, everybody saying this, that, and the other thing, intelligence, IQ, on and on and on. And it was teachability yeah. without fail. He said, without fail, the most successful CEOs are, are, are learners, essentially, constantly. Um, yeah, so that's um, – and something that I'm learning as I get older, for yeah. sure. Um, I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, I'll tell you one thing that I can say with confidence is that as I get older, I don't think I know more. I realize I know less. Yeah, That's for right. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and these, and frankly, podcasts like this in, in anything, uh, any mechanism that I can have where I can have conversations with, with people like you and, and others, to your point, uh, folks that have 
are down further, maybe down the trail than I am or, or have companies that I admire like yours. Um, these are all mechanisms where I can gather information to get better. 100%. Uh, so the last maybe 10 minutes or so, um, I just want to kind of talk to you about the stuff that we do for you. So, you know, the branded clothing, the promotional materials we yeah. provide and just more or less kind of starting maybe top of the funnel and working our way down. I mean, obviously you guys make use of those things quite a bit. Um, but I wanted to just, what's your perspective on, you know, the importance of branded clothing and promotional items, just philosophically, if you will, for how you see it as um, in the business and how important it is? Yeah, I think it's, you know, especially in today's time where, we're, you know, the, the, the wardrobe has gotten more casual. Um, you know, the, the, you know, it was a coat and tie when I first started in 1996. Um, you know, pretty much every day, you know, you had suits on and all that fun stuff. And as it's gotten more casual, I think it certainly has the, the branding and the uh, logo wear uh, has gotten more important for various reasons. Obviously, <clears throat> promotes pride, um, you know, but also it kind of helps keep, uh, you know, the casual somewhat more of a business um, uh, appropriate business casual, if you will, which we're all about. We, you know, we uh, we have adopted that many years ago. So, it, you know, I, I think it I think the word pride is, is, is as much as anything that if you know, if you can uh, if your employees and the team, you know, is willing to wear that logo uh, out and about to lunches and, you know, so forth around the office, um, then, you know, obviously they got some buy into it. And, and so so it's certainly important uh, from consistency. And, and as you're just kind of walking around, I, I go back to I remember. Uh, taking a college visit to the University of Dayton, which is, in, I guess, there you go. Dayton, go Flyers. Yeah, go Flyers. And, and walked around there, um, and, and I noticed, and I remember my dad making a comment as well, is that everybody up here is wearing Dayton gear. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of pride there, you know, that, hey, I, I'm a happy, you know, I'm a proud student or whatever the case may have been. Um you know, which is important, you know, that it, I think it just shows a little bit of pride. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's where we've you know, we've been committed to it for many years and, and uh, really feel, you know, we're in a good spot with you guys now for sure. You know, it's um, I think a strong tie in. I had a, I recorded an episode on Monday with a guy who is the uh, he's the executive director for a men's ministry in my hometown. He's still a really good friend of mine. And we started talking about this idea of belonging mm -hmm. and how people really want to feel like they belong to something. And I genuinely feel like that's where that's where the, the whole th kind of conversation around branding is today, for sure. It's that, you know, and especially like where, you know, in, in there's always been a desire to buy things that are quality. Um but there's also, I think, a strong desire that all of us have as people to belong to something. So if I have a Louis Vuitton bag or I have a particular type of jacket or watch or whatever it is, it says something about me. It kind of is that sort of Simon Sinek start with why. And he talks a lot about, you know, saying something about you and that being a part. So becoming a brand, I guess, that people want to belong to. And so when we, you know, we get asked, and this is something I've been trying to refine. They say, well, what I meet somebody and I'll say, well, what do you do? And I've, I've typically answered the question, well, we do branded clothing and promotional items for companies. And it's like, uh, it's kind of like probably what you guys get. It's like, what do you right. do? Well, we're in the insurance. Right, business. We're so in, everybody, yeah. yeah mumble it along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, you know, I keep trying to get to the idea of like, what, 
again, this is part of us developing our purposes. Like, what do we exist to do? And I think that where we're getting to is that what we're really passionate about is trying to help people create brands that in, that employees and customers want to belong to. And they want to, they want people to know that. So to me, what you're describing when you walk around UD's campus and everybody's got flyer gear is they have so much pride. They want everyone to know they belong to it. Um, and it says something about them that they want people to know. And that's ultimately what we're about. I mean, yeah, do we sell clothing? Yes. Do we sell items that are given away? Yes. That's what we're here to do. Now, I tell people all the time, there's always a delta between like what I want my customer's experience to be and what their actual experience is. And you've got to figure out what that delta is so that, you know, if somebody heard me say that, for example, that that's what we're passionate about. And they say, well, I'm not getting that from you guys, Lane. And I say, well, we got to figure out how to make sure you are getting that. Right. For sure. Yeah, no, and I I think you nailed it. I really do. I mean, um, the the sense of belonging, I think there's a, a, a crave out there for it more than ever based on what we've been through the last two years and, and people are certainly want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if we're there yet, but you we're certainly working towards that goal for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last thing I always ask is, and I know that we work with Abby and other members of your team and not directly with you. So I'll ask you this last question and, and I'll, you know, you can kind of answer it to whatever degree you feel like you're capable, but um, you know, what, from your perspective, what do we do well for you guys? Where, where do you think we're performing really well for you? Yeah, no, it's been a great, um, great partnership, great relationship for the last several years, for sure. And, and um, we went through, you know, we've tried everything uh, from buying things off the sale rack at, you know, Dillard's or wherever and having them, you know, monogrammed or logoed up uh, to, you know, the big retail catalog store and, and, um, it, and again, and I think we've landed in a great spot somewhere in between, you know, that, hey, we're not going out buying <laughs> old golf shirts off the coat, off the racks anymore. And um, we got good quality uh, product, you know, that with a great selection uh, that it's online. Uh, the folks can have a good selection um, uh, to be able to select from. Uh, it's online. It's easy uh, that people can get it done quickly. And, and the products arrive as ordered and on time and, and relatively quickly. Um, and added to that, Landon, what's important to us uh, is that you are also a locally owned small business here in town uh, in Louisville that uh, is going through the same battles that we are. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's that's who we want to you know support because that's who we are. Um, so. Um, you know, I, I think that as long as a small business can bring the same product, the same, you know, service uh, deliverables, uh, you know, at the same as these big conglomerates, let's do business together. And um, that's certainly certainly a big part of it as well. But, no, it's been a great relationship. It's been, you know, if if, you know, again, we all run into bumps in the road and, and the one or two times that we have, it's been. Every, you know, your team has been very gracious and understanding and made things right. And, you know, they ordered me a medium when I'm no longer a medium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And they knew I had, that was going to work. My uncle used to tell me, I, I, this is a joke between me and my uncle forever. I say, uh, he, he he used to tell me, uh, hey, ask me how much I weigh. I said, how much you weigh? He said, 179. I said, you ain't no 179. He said, last time I weighed myself, I was. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's I, I, I really appreciate all that. And I think, you know, it's it's always good to hear 
that you're delivering on things as promised. But I think even more so, and what I've said a lot is like, you know, you, and I think this is true in the vendors that I use for like things I do at my house or whatever. It's like most people perform well when things go well and as expected. It's when things don't go well that you'll learn very quickly who you're dealing with. Do you have a partner or do you have a vendor? Um, and we strive to be partners. You know, we strive to think about things from the other side of the desk, so to speak. Um, the the last thing I want to ask is, you know, again, with what you're kind of aware of, of what we've done for you, where do you think or where would you like to see us improve? Or are there areas that like you've heard internally or even personally, you're like, you know, I'd really like it if you guys would do this a little bit better or focus more on this. Yeah, the only the only feedback I've gotten was, um, you know, this might be on our part is uh, get a little more selection in terms of the color. But um, we tended to go with a lot of gray, blue, uh, black, um, which goes well with our logo. But um, but no, I mean, it continued to improve the selection. Um, uh, you know that I think that's important. And, and some of that's on us as well as making those options available. But, um, you know, I, I don't think there's much, you know, from the client experience side of it, the things, you know, once the order is placed, uh, the products arrived as ordered and relatively quickly. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else more we can ask for than that. It's all online. Um, yeah. um you know, so yeah, that's awesome. Going well. well, I appreciate that. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to ask you, I guess, maybe not even related to the things that we do for you is like going forward, you know, what are some of the challenges that you see to continue to grow Highland and, 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 you know, to grow the business? I mean, are you going to do it through acquisition? Is it through organic growth? Is it a combination of all of that? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So it has been a combination of that for the last five, seven years. And, and, uh, we will continue to look for strategic acquisitions, um, for sure where they make sense. Um, we will always be a sales organization and, and organic growth is, is our primary driver. Um, we feel that that is the long term. Our, our challenge is, is, you know, the, how can we remain the relevant, uh, a premier locally owned independent agency? Um, and all these things that we've done over the last, you know, 10, 15 years have been built to that. Uh, similar to what I was just saying in your space. I mean, there's some big catalog companies uh, online and all this stuff. There's a lot of competition out there. But if we can provide the same level of, you know, better service, same level level of product and services uh, to our clients, people, I think, do, especially in these our town of Louisville and, and the surrounding areas, would like to do business with people from here and that are locally owned if they have a choice. And it's up to us to be able to bring that level uh, of services and product uh, that they desire and need uh, with experts in each of the areas. So that's everything that we've been working towards, mm. even with the acquisitions, have that in mind, um, that that's where we want to continue to be. Our goal is to continue to be, Again, I can't look much more than 10 years, but the next five to 10 years is become, you know, continue to work to become the premier locally owned independent agency in this area. And um, that's a that's a lofty goal, um, you know, but and it doesn't happen overnight. But every decision that we're making, uh, you know, with acquisitions when they come, you know, when they're right uh, in new business, organic growth. Is it with that in mind and uh, additional products and service offering and experiences to our clients 
Um, you know, automation, we continue to look for efficiencies through automation and uh, continue to develop the next generation of insurance talent, uh, which is, you know, not an easy task, uh, but we're committed to it. There's a, you know, you mentioned Abby and there's a whole group of 20 somethings and early 30 somethings in our, in our organization. Um, we have to continue to, to, to attract and develop uh, that young talent uh, to to carry on. And that's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. And it takes everybody working together. It takes the experienced people lending their time to the younger, newer uh, folks that are trying to learn this business. So there, there's plenty of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> As and you finding know. talent. Yeah. Is- Finding talent these days is harder than it's ever been. It's tough. It's tough. And and, uh, so we, um, you know, we kind of we constantly look and constantly are looking to develop. Um, Again, it kind of goes back, you know, the last thing about our agency, I think it goes back to the beginning. Tim, my dad was a high school teacher and coach when he started. And uh, nothing makes him happier than to see teaching and training going on at the agency he started. Uh, because that's really what it was all about. He, if he had his dream, it would be like this was a work. It, this was like a university hospital where people were working, but they're learning on the job as they go yeah. from their peers. And so uh, that's a big part of who we are. And, and it always will be because I think not only is it necessary, but it's kind of at our core as well. Oh, that's awesome. I, You know, it's uh, the idea of coach. Great coaches are known by their players. Yeah. They're not they're not known themselves. And uh, I think that's a great place to leave it because I definitely see that with with Highland. I, Terry, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. Real quick, tell people if they're interested, they're listening to this, where can they find more information out about Highland Insurance? Yeah, of course, we're online at uh, Highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D-I-N-S dot net. Uh, our phone number is still 502-637-4733. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fun things as well. And and uh, yeah, you know, we're out here on Ormsby Station Road out in the east side of, uh, of Louisville. But uh, check us out on, online and might uh, look us up if you need some, need some help. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks again for your time. And uh, I appreciate it. And I'll be in touch real soon. Yeah, thanks, Landon. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate it.